Hi, kids. Him and her on the radio. Live and in person here in the yeah. studio with you. And uh, let me just start out by saying thank you all for all of your wonderful well wishes uh, for me last week when I was under the weather. And I am feeling much better and I am um, happy to be here. We got a lot of ground to cover tonight. Yeah, we're happy we made it here. <laughs> Uh, what does it mean to run the gauntlet? Because I feel like it it applies to what we experienced tonight. We were heading to Lakeshore Drive, and we're coming east on Peterson. Peterson. Just keeping up with the flow of traffic, not speeding, just driving along. No signs, no nothing. Warning for anyone driving on peterson when you get to western oh boy is there a drop-off no I, warning i honestly think I, we, I hope we didn't damage the car i think we left part of our car back there oh, along Yeesh. with the oh and then as we were heading toward lakeshore drive on the hollywood there was a tree in the road yeah there was a, a stinking tree and in the, the right lane and then since we didn't take hollywood we went up to Bryn Mawr. And where we, because it's a little yeah. easier, and we get to Bryn Mawr, and it's, you can't go on Bryn no, Mawr because they've got closed. construction with a guy actually redirecting traffic. And then. And that was on top of the, how many uh, drivers without uh, lights did we I see? I think tonight? we counted seven. Yeah. Seven without their headlights on. People turn on your damn headlights. Yeah, yeah. but we made it. <laughs> it. It was funny when we got here, we ch- kind of got out and stood in the garage and just. <sighs> yes. It was worth it because we got a good show coming up tonight. Yeah, so we, we hope a, uh, you'll all stay with us for it. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, a little later, uh, Patrick Crispin joins us. We're going to talk some computer yep. stuff. And there is a wonderful gluten free expo. Yeah. Uh, and since we are the world's first gluten free radio show, <laughs> we're going to talk about that a little later tonight. No kidding either. Well, yes. um, welcome to Autumn. And in my world, Halloween. In my world, Halloween starts on the first day yeah. of autumn. <laughs> Halloween is what we're calling it. Five Saturdays in September. So we'll be back here next. Well, anyway. I remember the 21st. <laughs> Bob Fakuda, the, the keeper, keeper of the, of the big, big plug. plug. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for dressing for the evening. Well, you, you, know. you Your hair is well coiffed. Yes. 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 <laughs> And trimmed. And trimmed, yeah. yes. Or either that or, as they say, your ears were lowered, right? Uh, There's not much left in the back, so, you know, i got to do what I can with the front. You were telling us about your nightmarish experience getting here last Saturday. I am so thankful. I didn't want to be sick. I didn't want to be, you know, walking around moaning. But, oh, my gosh, four and a half hours to get in the building? Yes. Unreal. And I still think, Brett. Because he was nice enough to Yes. Stay. Uh, Brett was the engineer, and he didn't walk when he, <laughs> when he punched his clock, right? <laughs> wow. And on the other side of the glass is Julian. What was your week like last Saturday? Did you have any problem? No. No? you were. Of course, you were here all day, so it didn't matter, right? Yeah. Well, I, I did have a bit of a sinus infection. Oh, okay. But that was... But as far as getting to the station, you didn't have any deal? problem. No, no, no. Okay. The last we saw you, I think it was uh, summertime. <laughs> I, I think it was sometime in uh, in what, August. It, it yeah, was August. just before your reemergence on the stage as a thespian. Indeed, indeed, it was. Mm-hmm. 
So, so how, how did your thespianography go? Oh, it went fantastic. Did I, uh, I, w- I did a play that was put together by our own Ashley Bien mm-hmm. and several of her other cohorts. And it was fantastic. I, I played some goofy city boy in some country town. and So it was typecasting. Hey, now. <laughs> We're going to break. <laughs> I guess you could say it was typecasting. Yeah. I, yeah. Did he give you the bug, though? You want to do more? Oh, yeah. Okay. And seeing all those other musicals and everything, that's what gave me that first bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been seeing quite a few plays through the summer. Mm-hmm. Now, now, were you singing at all in the part that you were doing? No, no, it was strictly just a play. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing musical. I don't, I don't know if I, if I have the voice for that anymore. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, it's good to have you back. It's great to be back yes. and seeing you guys. We again. had revolving producers, and they were all swell. But yeah. it's, it just, it feels like okay. Now we can settle in here yeah. for a while, right? Ron Brown's over in the newsroom. Well, what's up, Ron? Hey, guys. Uh, glad to see you back here, and uh, glad to see that uh, you're doing better, Johnny. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, everything was a kind of a blur from last week because I finally got meds, so I think you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> Who am I? But, but anybody, and again, you mentioned it earlier, but thank you, thank you, thank you for all the people who were, were so nice. And it was amazing the amount of people that could relate to what Johnny was dealing with who have had Back, back problems. problems yes yes it seems like when you say it's my back if you've been down that road before you go oh yep. oh i know just you take it easy but of course as the doctor said don't take it too easy you got to get up and move around yep. but if you don't feel like it um you know you just have to listen to your body so i did and so we're back tonight and we've got a lot of things coming up tonight, so uh, stay with us. A little later, uh, Dr. Patrick Crispin will be joining us. Yep. We're going to talk about some computer stuff, and uh, we're going to segue into the world of gluten-free expo and cooking mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. Uh, yep, coming it's up. coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, so you want to listen up. If this is of interest to you, we're giving you plenty of time to plan ahead for it. And uh, we will do our shout-out to those who are tuned in tonight, because we have folks listening to us in Oklahoma, Nebraska, Florida, North Carolina, Indiana, and as always, Wisconsin mm-hmm. is very well represented. But we'll get to our shout-out a little bit later on tonight. So, And those of you who are regular listeners, you know that we usually try to kind of theme the music that we mm-hmm. play. You won't believe some of the gluten-free songs <laughs> that we discovered. So stick around and you will hear the first of them coming up. <laughs> Some gluten-free rock and roll. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio. Uh, have we come a long way? I guess we have. Yeah. But we were the the world's first gluten-free radio show. This is true. Uh, yes. And uh, for those of you who are uh, new to us, uh, long story short, back in 2001, uh, after I had been losing about 12 pounds a week and the doctors thought I had cancer, but I got lucky, had a European doctor who recognized the signs and said, have you ever been tested for celiac sprue? I said, I never heard of it. Ran the tests, came back positive, changed my diet, feel better. Mm-hmm. And in talking about uh, living gluten-free, we've met some wonderful people over the years. And right now we want to introduce you to a woman that we met 
over a decade ago. And she was in studio with us. And we were talking about living the gluten-free life and this big festival that was coming up. And she's Jen Cafferty. Jen, how are you this evening? I am great. It is so good to be back on your show with you. How have things changed in the over the decade since we last visited with you? Because it, it just blows my mind. We kind of take it for granted that you can go into a store now and just you know buy your bread and your flour. And you can go into a restaurant, and it's not at all uncommon for restaurants to have gluten-free options. So I guess we're saying we've come a long way, right, Jen? Oh, boy. You know, back in the day, we used to joke, were we eating the cookie or the box that it came in? <laughs> yes! Exactly. And they would taste the same. <laughs> it did, and it was so dry and crumbly and hard as a rock and yes. and horrible. And, boy, the options out there now for anybody living a gluten-free lifestyle really are not just abundant and endless, but they actually are tasting great. Over the past couple of weeks, we've had occasion to have a couple of different friends uh, staying with us for a few days, and both of them were absolutely shocked to find out that what they were eating was gluten-free. They couldn't tell, tell the, the difference, difference between yeah. the, anything else. Yeah, it really, um, between the all of the people that have worked so hard through the years improving gluten-free baking and the brands that have stuck it out and, and come through and created new products. Really, there's if, if you need to be gluten-free or for whatever reason want it to be gluten-free, um, it's not like it used to be. There really are just tremendous options for you. Jen, uh, let's uh, talk about your own personal story. Now, you are gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Is the whole family gluten-free? Sort of. Um, the whole family was gluten-free until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it started with my husband who got diagnosed, and then our daughter, when she was born until two and a half years, was very, very sick, and finally we realized it was gluten and dairy and a whole host of other things. Mm. I thought it would be great. I'm already cooking gluten and dairy-free. Maybe I would lose weight. Well, it turns out I had severe gluten intolerance, and all of a sudden my stomach and sinus, sinus issues cleared up that I had my whole life. Um, and then we had our son when he was born, and he's now 18. Um, he has always been gluten-free, and to the point where when he was taking art classes, you know, he would get rashes if they were using doing paper mache with certain glues and things. Uh-huh. So he was gluten-free until last year when he told us he had been eating some gluten. And he felt great. And I said, great, that's wonderful and all, but we need to test you for celiac because mm-hmm. you don't always have symptoms. Right. right. And so he does not have celiac. And apparently right now he is not gluten intolerant. And we'll see what wow. happens. He just went off to college. So I have a feeling he'll come back in a year or two and say, you know what? I think I'm going to be gluten free again. Yeah, you'll probably say, I feel better when I was gluten free. You know, exactly. exactly. Well, let's, uh, before we get too, too far into this, we should mention uh, one of your websites. Uh, FindMeGlutenFree.com, which is a wonderful resource site that uh, you can use any place. Yeah, it's actually um, in 36 countries. And so Find Me Gluten Free, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's a website and an app. There's a free and a paid version. 
and it is three million people globally coming together to put in their information about where they are finding um, to dine out safely. And it's not just dining out safely. I think one of the greatest things about finding gluten-free is because it's the public putting in information and not the restaurant, mm-hmm. um, somebody might say, hey, you know what? They had a gluten-free menu, and I got sick as a dog. Yeah. Right. And that's just as valuable as, hey, you know what? I talked to the chef. They didn't have a gluten-free menu or anything, but they really served me safely. So. Yeah. Both sides of the coin on, on there, and it just people plan their entire vacations with Find Me Gluten Free. Um, they might be in between two places, and they're like, "Wow, you know what? This place has a lot, lot more dining establishments listed." So it's really a tremendous resource um, for the gluten free community, and just beloved by literally three million people. And I, I love the fact that, as you said, this is a. Um uh, people put their own experiences because we found that you can have the same restaurant chain and you can have a wonderful experience in one location and a horrible experience in another location with the same chain. Absolutely. So, I mean, that is just so common. Um, and sadly, we are putting our health in the hands of humans. <laughs> yeah. It's happened. Um, and it's only, you know, these restaurants are only as good as they are trained, and there's such huge turnover. So, um, you know, finding restaurants that have recent reviews, and I truly, really encourage everybody to put in your reviews when you go out to eat, because if you eat at a place and you don't put in a review, somebody else might have put in a right. review maybe a year ago. Well, that's not current anymore. Right. And so, it's all of us together as a community to keep each other safe. Well, with the FindMeGlutenFree.com site and being people-driven by 3 million people, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'm curious if we have a fix on any particular nationalities where we have more celiacs, more people who are gluten intolerant than, you know, for example, in Italy, where they eat pasta. Do they have celiacs there? Do they have people who can't eat the pasta? My entire team will tell you, don't give me numbers. <laughs> um, and I also feel like, you know, looking at Find Me Gluten Free, I can't go with ethnicities because it's really what people are dining out on. Right, so if someone's right. Italian, that doesn't mean they're Italian. But in Italy, and I haven't checked this in a while, it used to be the case that celiac disease was so prevalent that everybody under the age of five was tested. Yes. Mm. I don't know if they still do that or not. But, I think they um, still do. Know, yeah. Do you think they do? Still? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they still do. Yeah. So there are certain countries that just have such a high rate of celiac disease, but not even the high rate of celiac disease. They're just so aware of it. Right. Right. And understanding of it. For uh, In Ireland, for example, I've been told, oh, travel to Ireland. You'll have no problem going there. There's so many celiacs. When you go into a pub, they've got you covered. You know, you can get your, your gluten-free beer. You can get your gluten-free food. And I'm it, thinking that's fabulous. In fact, you uh, know what? We, I'll meet you in Dublin anytime. In the Dublin airport, mm-hmm. they have fresh meals in the little convenience stores. Mm-hmm. Fresh meals with a label on them certified by the, like, Irish Celiac Society, or whatever they would call it there, with beautiful fresh food. I mean, not just, I remember staying at a hotel in Dublin with my mom 
five, six years ago. And we had fresh pastries every morning. Mm. It was incredible. Incredible. Well, well, oddly enough, uh, Johnny and I, over the past couple of years, we've had wonderful luck. We had to be in Huntington, Indiana a few years ago, and we went to an Irish pub. We had no problems. Then we did an appearance up in uh, Kenosha. Kenosha. Also went to an Irish Irish pub. pub? No No problems whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, we wanted to, we want to tell people all about this upcoming festival, and this is this is huge. And we said we wanted to get Jen on early enough so you all can make plans for three weeks down the road, and she's going to give us all the details. So if you'll just stay with us, we'll get back to Jen Cafferty after our news update here on WGN. Famous crackers or lands for other types of like what you're hearing. Are names of really popular gluten-free foods in this rap song. Everything in this song is legitimate, and this is uh, Phil Hates Gluten is the guy's name, and this is Gluten-Free Grocery List. By the way, this uh, and the uh, Gluten-Free Rock and Roll, they will be listed. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll post it on our, our blog all of the bumps. Uh, from, some of the bumps that we yeah. use. In fact, we may list, even if we don't get around to playing some of the other ones, because it was just so much fun finding some of these <laughs> things. We may list the, some of the ones we didn't yes. even use on our blog, too. So we're talking about gluten-free and other allergy things. We're yeah. talking with our friend Jen Cafferty, uh, who is the uh, the founder of uh, FindMeGlutenFree.com, but also... In 20 days and 9 hours and 22 minutes, the place to be is Gray's Lake, Illinois. And why? Jen Cafferty is with us tonight to tell us why. Jen, you're back in business after a few years of not having the, the uh, gluten-free and allergen-friendly fall expo, right? We are we are back. Um, we are back, and those those years with COVID were so difficult for everybody. But um, you know, during those years, we did an online event, mm-hmm. and as hard as it was to not be in person, instead of having a few thousand people together, we reached a hundred thousand people each <gasps> event online. Wow, that's wonderful. And, yeah, it really it was very different, mm-hmm. but the education that we were able to put out there during the past few years was so vast and wide-reaching compared to just people that could get to the event. So we're really excited this year, um, besides our in-person event, and, and we'll talk about the when that is, and you're clearly on the website with the <laughs> countdown, so yes. 20 days now. Or it's 20 minutes and 51 seconds. Uh-huh. <laughs> In fact, let, let me mention for people who, who want to follow this, the website you want to go to is nourishedfestival.com slash Illinois. That's nourishedfestival.com slash Illinois. And there you will find all the information on the gluten-free and allergen-friendly Fall Expo. And while uh, the... the uh, the beginning of our conversation was about being gluten-free. There are so many allergies that people are affected by. Jen, isn't there something like 170 foods that people can be allergic to? You know, to be honest with you, I think people could be allergic to anything. Yeah, that's true. There is someone out there that is allergic to the strangest, most esoteric food you've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we have, you know... I, 
it seems like once your body stops processing one thing, it, it kind of gets it in other places in time and, and it changes in time too. And we always talk to people about just being aware of your body mm-hmm. and well, what you're feeling. The, the, and not only being aware of your body, but be kind to someone who has an allergy you know nothing about, don't poo-poo it. It's a very real thing for them. Whatever, If it's an allergy to, to crayons, fine. That That's what their allergy is, so don't just write it off. It's a serious thing. It is, and it's not just you know an anaphylactic allergy. Obviously, that is life-threatening. My daughter is anaphylactic to shellfish and mollusks, but these food intolerances now can really wreak havoc on people. And, you know, anything from, we can joke about brain fog, and I think in one of those songs where they had some symptoms, they talked about it. But, boy, it's really hard to go through your day if your brain's not working right. So there's so many different symptoms and reasons that people aren't, aren't processing the food the way they used to, including how our food is made. But... The um, the expo really is for anybody that is it's completely gluten free, so everything is gluten free. And then there's so many things that are dairy free and sugar free and corn free and whatever other free you need. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, people have to read labels and, and talk to the exhibitors. But there's pretty much something for everybody there. How many exhibitors will be at the uh, fe- the uh, festival or or? Friend, the allergen-friendly fall expo. That's a mouthful. But how many uh, exhibitors are you expecting? Um, right now, they're still registering, believe it or not. Right mm-hmm. now, we have a little over 50. Wow. Um, you know, we used to have hundreds, and just the, the whole COVID really did a number on the gluten-free industry. Um, so, But we have. I was looking before we got on the call, and I was looking, and I was like, wow, we've got multiple beer vendors Mm -hmm. and everyone's everyone's favorite we have a group of people that come in from japan and have ramen noodles oh good Um, yeah so (laughs) just neat stuff um eno's tacos is a wonderful little restaurant out in the grange park who's coming out um just great bakeries uh skincare you name it we have it there, and um, just tons and tons of samples. Everybody gets a great gift bag filled with goodies. And if it's okay, I just want to thank our sponsors quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chomps, which is a local Chicago-based company with their meat sticks, um, are so supportive of our gluten-free community as well as Enjoy Life and Namaste. These companies really, without them, this kind of stuff doesn't go on. And so I just really want to thank them. Mm-hmm. And then this year, new is 1111 Elm, which is a dedicated um, gluten-free soap, skincare, and candle company. That's my company, actually. Yeah. But, um, you know, we were having, I'm a breast cancer survivor as well, and so I was having some issues with my skin and, and trying to feel safe with what I was putting on me. So we've launched that. So just amazing stuff is going to be at the expo. And Also, very quickly, we are not going to have classes at the event this year. What we have decided after hosting online classes is all of the classes will be online. Anybody can watch them for free. You just have to go on and register. And they um, are fabulous. The schedule will be up in a day or two. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
and really that way, and you can watch the classes live and interact with the, the presenters as well, but we have um, gluten-free brioche cinnamon buns, travel, um, a whole section on kids, a sourdough class, <laughs> weight loss, um, the gut and thyroid connection, um, and then a wonderful class on dairy-free um, baking. So there's just there's a lot a lot of great classes going on, and also on that nourishedfestival.com site, we have all of the classes from the past two years up there that anybody can go on and watch for free. And if you want to attend, you want to be at the festival in person mm-hmm. on Saturday or Sunday, yeah. the 14th or 15th, it's at the Lake County Fairgrounds, which we've been to. It's great parking. It's, it's easy great to get location. around. It's big. You can breathe. You're not on top of each other. And that's up in Grace Lake, Illinois. And, you know, kudos to you for choosing that location, because I think it's perfect for people coming from Wisconsin or Iowa or anywhere in Illinois. And as I say, it's easy to get in and out of there in Grace Lake. Yeah, really easy to get in and out of wonderful parking. Um, We have a nice, large space for everybody, so you won't be on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And um, bring the whole family. Kids are welcome. Uh, It's wheelchair accessible. You can bring your strollers. It's, It's it, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful weekend to celebrate gluten-free living. What is the cost, and do you uh, purchase tickets for the weekend, or can you get just a Saturday or Sunday ticket? Uh, give us the details on that. Yeah, so it's $15 per adult and $5 for kids three and up, and then we have, um, you know, special rates. I think it's $5 for military and mm-hmm. seniors, so you can go online and see all of that. Uh, we recommend buying your tickets ahead of time online. If you do that, we'll just whip you right in, and off you give you your gift bag, and you can go have fun. Uh, but we also will be selling tickets at the door, so don't worry if you don't get a ticket ahead of time. Um, open. This is October 14th and 15th. Right, three Saturday weeks. Saturday will be open mm-hmm. 10 to 4, Sunday 10 to 3, and then the online event will be going on all day until about 6 o'clock both so- days. We would recommend that people link to nourishedfestival.com slash Illinois, and you'll get information on the classes that are going to be offered, because we're being heard all around the world at this hour, so I'm sure that's going to be wildly popular for people to tune into the classes. But what fun to actually be there and get your swag bag and meet other people who are dealing with certain kind of challenges, whether it be gluten or any other food allergies. And thank you for doing this, Jen. Thank you for pulling this together, because this is a heck of a lot of work, and after not doing it for a couple of years you probably thought well are we going to be able to make this happen and you are it's going to be wildly successful so thank you for doing it and i love the fact that people can either come out and uh, enjoy a really nice fall weekend and uh, hang out with you guys or depending on if they're listening to us in london they can watch it online and still participate i love that very nice absolutely absolutely well, thank you. And I hope sometime, you know, when the weather is decent, we can get you in here and we can talk about cooking and some of the other fun things uh, for those who have to live the gluten-free lifestyle, Jen. I would love, whenever you have space, I will be back and would love to join you and talk all things gluten-free. And just want to thank you for supporting this, too. It really is a community effort. And you guys just do such a beautiful job. So thank you for for sharing the info with everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing what you're doing. Take care, Jen.
Be healthy. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye now. And we will post uh, information about the uh, gluten-free and allergen-friendly fall expo. And also find me gluten-free. We'll post them on our blog. And uh, Mm -hmm. uh, if you have any questions about any of this, just uh, feel free to give us an email. Email us at stephenjohnny.com. You want to point your browsers to our Facebook page, which is (laughs) facebook.com slash Show. And spell Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-I-E. So Facebook.com slash Steve and Johnny Show. And when you do that, you will see that Johnny has just posted some wonderful pictures under the heading, It's Fall, (laughs) y'all. Have you seen them, Julian? Check them out. Not yet. I will do that right now. I don't think you've experienced many of our holiday trees have you can't say i have yeah fourth of july you would have seen that one august is kind of eh, you know sometimes in august i do a back to school tree yeah for those of you who may be uh, new to us uh i don't know how many years ago this oh, got started we're pushing 30 years i've been doing a holiday tree it, well not just holiday tree it's literally every month Johnny does different trees. Right. It started out with Christmas trees and then kind of segue to Valentine's. Uh, Valentine's and then eventually and that Halloween was so much fun. And, oh, St. Patrick's Day was great. Yeah. And thanks to listeners. And then there's the Elvis tree. Yes. That's a January thing. Uh, listeners were wonderful over the years. They made ornaments for me. So every time I decorate the tree, I see these ornaments that people uh, embroidered or maybe they. Um, it, it, little stuffed animals um stained glass you name it and you'll see some of the um the leaves that were made for us stained glass leaves are on this tree for fall so again you could see i just posted the tree and some of the decor that's in the apartment and next week will be halloween this is just our fall y'all all right are you ready that depends. If you can do it in a minute and a half. What? Because. Holy moly. Okay. The, the voice in my head just said, we Mm-mm. have to make sure that we stop talking at 5630. Well, hush. Hush. Okay. This uh, is me hushing. <laughs> Norb in Aurora. Uh, Stephen V. Bobby D. in Sandwich. Bob Pucci is listening. Uh, he's off tonight. He doesn't have a gig, so he's tuned in. Jim Smith is listening on his 78 transistor. Bonnie and Grace Lake and Lloyd in Ottawa and Judy in North Riverside and Peter Jakubowicz is listening. And Sharon Zielstra is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you, Sharon. Lynn is in Roswell, Georgia. Betty's in St. Louis and Robin's in Port Charlotte, Florida. And Dr. Cryptosis is in Jefferson. Jefferson County, Wisconsin. Linda Moeller is in the Oklahoma Panhandle. Don is in Kalamazoo. Sherry's in Morris. Uh, Mars. I always have to say that. You have to say Mars, darling. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Bob Collins. Uh, Susie's in Glen Allen and Carrie's in Johnson. Uh, Carrie Johnson. Mary Gold is in Amboy. Um, I think of the Amboy Dukes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beverly Goodall is in Highwood, and Mark Orr is listening, and Donnie's in Janesville, and Stacy's in Algonquin, and Judy B's in Oak Lawn. <sighs> Christine is in Plainfield, and Patrice, thank you, Patrice. She's one of our number one fans. Uh, John Couture is tuned in from Warren, Michigan, and of course, uh, one of the best buddies to this radio station is Chuck Snitchler, who's tuned in, celebrating Halloween at his house. 
So there you have a brief shout out. Thank you all for tuning in. Well, I had no idea that you guys met through MySpace or... So really, uh, Gabe, you and Patrick Crispin have something in common. You both met your... Over the computer. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And, in fact, let me bring in uh, Patrick Crispin. Uh, Patrick, you and Christine met uh, as a result of... Uh, which one was it? I also met his wife over, over online. <laughs> Patrick. For, 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 for you young kids, MySpace was the thing before Facebook and TikTok and all this other stuff. Right. Yeah, I, joke, I, I joke that I met Christine on Ancestry.com because I'm from Alabama, but actually uh, we met on eHarmony in the very, very early days of eHarmony. So, yes. Uh, and it worked. <laughs> now, 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 now I'm, I'm curious, uh, Gabe. Did you do the same thing that Patrick and Christine did since they, they met online as a result of uh, eHarmony? But they, when they first got together, they met in a very public place. Did you and your now wife do the same thing? Uh, our first date was dinner and a movie. So essentially, yeah, we were in public. <laughs> I, I, and, and I, I have to see. ask, what was the movie? Um, Dave Chappelle's Block Party, if I remember correct. No, no, it was the Pink Panther movie with... Uh, <laughs> Um, Steve Martin and Beyonce. The movie we went to after that was Dave Chappelle's Block okay. Party. Okay. <laughs> I was afraid he was going to say our first date was at the Justice of the Peace. We got married right then. <laughs> no, that, that, no, we, we, we had the official wedding. <laughs> a couple, couple, it took a couple dates, right? <laughs> well, Patrick, are you exhausted? You spent the day at Disneyland. I spent two days at Disneyland, and my feet are killing me. <laughs> We spent yesterday at Disneyland. We actually stayed off campus and actually walked uh, to the to the park and uh-huh. uh, counted the steps. We put in ten miles walking yesterday. <gasps> Today we went to California Adventure. We only did five miles. Wait, wait, wait! Um, you and, literally put in ten miles walking yesterday? Yeah, but that's Disneyland. That's not Disney World. Oh. That's Disneyland. Well, trust me, we, Disneyland is it's compact, but. You're going to do lots of walking, yeah. especially when you're with a seven-year-old who wants to ride a lot of rides yep. and catch all of the Pokemon. <laughs> oh, that's what you were doing. Yes, you were uh-huh. Pokemon. <laughs> we caught lots of Pokemon yesterday and especially today. So oh. Disneyland, by the way, if anybody's still playing Pokemon Go, my son um, has is now hooked on it. Uh, Pokemon Go has been around on, on mobile devices, I think, two things. 2016. Um, apparently, lots of people are playing it, and if you want a target-rich environment to go play Pokemon Go, a Disney theme park is fantastic for a couple reasons. First of all, you have gyms and Pokestops everywhere. The other thing is, and this is completely and totally cheating, but the train that goes around Disneyland is so slow that it counts as walking. So you could actually sit down <laughs> and open up the app and do laps around uh, and, and hatch all your eggs because you aren't actually walking. There are routes that are done on the train tracks, and uh, let's just say there are a lot of cheaters in Disneyland. Oh, that's funny. Now, did you run into a, a, a number of other people who were playing Pokemon 2 when you were there yesterday? Uh, I, I didn't see a lot of other people, but... They were there, and we actually met up with some friends from college today for my doctoral program, and huh. uh, they they actually were the ones who who taught us how to play Pokemon Go. 
and um, we, we were all playing Pokemon Go and going on a couple routes through uh, through through Cars Land, and uh, it, there was a some sort of sort sort of themed research today, so we were all doing that. And um, meanwhile, while standing in line trying to get on rides. <laughs> well, who had more fun, you or Joseph? Because it sounds like you had a good time. Joseph, do you want to say hi? Sounds like you had a great time. He doesn't want to. (laughs) He's exhausted. Are you kidding me? I'm tired just talking to you. 15 miles in two days chasing around Pokemon. (laughs) 15 miles in two days. Our feet are killing us. Let me back up for people who are new to this uh, and are wondering, who the heck is this guy? Uh, This guy is the Director of Educational Technology at Keck School of Medicine of USC. He is Dr. Patrick Crispin, and we're going to be talking about... uh, Along with Pokemon, we're going to be talking about computer (laughs) stuff. So if you have any uh, questions or uh, comments, you can uh, email us or you can uh, give us a call, whatever you would like to do. You can also text us at 312-981-7200. And we have a couple of those questions coming in for Patrick. A lot of ground to cover. Patrick, can we start out with this crazy story out of Vegas with the the casino. Uh, This is a really disturbing story, though, for anybody that's gone to a casino to think that they might be vulnerable to probably teenage guys in their mother's basement hacking into the system. And this goes back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, MGM, of course, in Vegas. MGM also owns more than two, is it like two dozen hotels and casinos, as well as um, um, an online um, betting service that they have and they reported a couple of weeks ago that there was a cybersecurity issue. I wanted to spend a few minutes and talk about that, Patrick. What exactly was that cybersecurity issue? Seems kind of um you know, mundane, no big deal until you dig down and you realize, whoa, it was a big deal, wasn't it? This was a huge deal, and the fact that nobody is talking about this, or at least it's not making more news, is kind of scary. Back on September 11th, MGM Resorts announced that there was a cybersecurity issue. It turns out that somebody had social engineered the help desk and basically pretended to be somebody who worked for MGM and said, hey, I need you to give me access to the system Here's the information that I found. It turns out it was somebody pretending to be that MGM employee who had gone on LinkedIn and found all the information about the employee. The security at MGM wasn't very strong, and with publicly available information, was able to get into the system and say, hey, can you reset my password? And by the way, can you set up two-factor authentication and give me access So they got into the system, and then what they did was they were pretty much packed into the entire MGM network. Now, you were talking about MGM owning like two dozen hotels. If you've been to Vegas, you know the big green monstrosity that the MGM Grand Hotel. Right. That's it. Okay, one hotel. But this is very much, you know, MGM's been on a buying spree. So they own the Bellagio. Mm -hmm. They own the Cosmo. Uh, the Aria, Park MGM, New York, New York, um, Excalibur, Luxor, Mandalay Bay, wow. those were all MGM properties. And by the way, if you've been to Bloxy, Mississippi, you know about Beau Rivage, that's MGM. If you're in Atlantic City, you know about Borgata, that's MGM. All of their systems were taken down. And what ended up happening was the folks at MGM realized, oh, no, we have been hacked. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to fix this. 
I'm going to pull the plug. And their security just basically for 10 days, about nine days actually, took all of the MGM resorts offline. You tried to book on MGMresorts.com, wouldn't work. The room keys weren't working. The telephones in the elevators, in case of emergency, weren't working. This was like taking down the entire system. And they did this through something called social engineering. Clifford Stoll actually called this pretexting, but it's the idea of the biggest vulnerability in any organization are the people who work for the organization. Mm -hmm. And you can call up people and pretend to be somebody else. And unless that person has been trained, unless you've got a couple other things that you need to have in place, um, it's not terribly difficult for somebody to trick you into giving access to the system. Mm. It's a big issue. It's affecting not just casinos. It's affecting healthcare systems, schools, banks, anybody that can make a lot of money uh, or or has a lot of money going through their systems, or if they were locked out of their systems, would be willing to pay these hackers millions and millions and millions of dollars to get their systems back. That's, in fact, what it looks like Caesars Entertainment did. Um, Caesars was also uh, hacked, and they announced when, um, in a filing to the SEC on the 14th of September, that they were hacked, their systems were encrypted, and they wrote a check for many, millions. many, many, many millions of dollars wow. to get their system back. Okay, let, let, let me go back to, to something you said earlier. Uh, along with, okay, the, the biggest vulnerability is the people, but... Yep. My pea-sized brain says, explain to me why an organization like this wouldn't have not double but triple and quintuple uh, and as many as you want to forms of verification if you have that individual who says, okay, I'm going to let Johnny uh, do this, but shouldn't there have been and are there now going to be set up multiple forms of verification before any change like this starts to happen? Part of it is a lack of imagination. Part of it is that you really want to reduce the friction of the callers. Imagine if you called the help desk and you would legitimately work for MGM or Tribune or WGN or whoever, and you say, hey, I'm having a problem with my system. I need to I need to get this fixed. And they're now giving you the third degree saying, okay, mm. what was your mother's maiden name? Um, when you came in here the other day, you had a secret word that was written on your arm. What's that word? See, my um, pea-sized brain, and I, I will just give you my reaction, my pea-sized brain is going to say, good, they're being really proactive. I like this. And I, I understand that. It's just, it's, it's the balance between making it hard for the people outside of the company to get in while at the same time not making it impossible for the employees. There are actually four things that companies can do to protect themselves. First and foremost, and it sounds simple, but it really is the hardest part, is training. You've got to train your staff mm-hmm. to be on the lookout for anything that looks like somebody's trying to get into the system. And there are security programs that will train you how to do that. Every employee needs to be doing this. Second is uh, two-factor authentication. You need to have two-factor authentication on every system. It turns out 
the MGM did. And the people were able to bypass that by calling up the help desk and saying, hey, can you give me access and set this thing up on need to wow. So they said, so it was basically giving them the keys to the kingdom through Google Authenticator and tricking the IT de- help desk into giving multi-factor authentication to a third party. So, again, a training issue thing. There's something called privileged, privileged access management, or PAM, where you, in fact, lock the keys to the kingdom so that only certain people can get into certain systems, mm-hmm. and they have to check out the username and password to be able to get in the system, and you're tracking it from the uh, the chief information security officer. So instigating some sort of privilege access management guarantee you that's something that's going to happen in MGM. Yeah. And the third, the fourth one is, and this sounds really strange, is something called third-party security risk management, or TPSRM. And the idea of third-party security risk management is, I don't care how safe you make your organization, if you have a contract with some other company and that other company isn't as safe as you, mm-hmm. you're vulnerable through that other company. Yep. Yeah. So it, it you end up having a, a lot of money being spent on privileged access management and third-party security risk management, plus training, plus two-factor authentication. That takes care of some of this, and even then, you're not going to be 100% protected, but you're going to be so far more protected than any other company if you're if that isn't doing this. Now, Patrick, some of the data that casinos get is an individual's Social Security. Mm-hmm. You, you have to turn that in yep. when you get any winnings from a casino. Were people notified that there had been this data breach? Did MGM put the word out that, you know, we're aware that this has happened and we'll, we're going to cover you if you want to have some kind of protection or some kind of investigation into your own uh, accounts? Uh, it's, it's still too early to really tell. The problem is, that MGM basically said, we're back on the 20th, and it's the 23rd today. So they're still trying to figure out what data, if any, was exfiltrated. In wow. other words, what data went out. Um, and so it, it's going to take um, a postmortem to figure out, okay, what went out the door? How mm-hmm. bad is this going to be? Because it could be credit card information. Yeah. It could be home address. It could be, you know, if you're a high roller, it could be your the, the things you like to do in Vegas, yeah. there could be a whole bunch of stuff that, that's in that database. We just don't know if it actually went out or if this was a hacker organization, a couple organizations claiming that they did this, um, just went in to be evil and locked the key, encrypted everything without exfiltrating any data, uh-huh. and then said, give me the money and I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I will tell you, and the thing that shocked a lot of people is, I can't believe that they did this now and not during the Formula One race, because mm. that's when it could have caused more damage. So oh. I'm, I don't know why they weren't. Well, I, this is bad. It could have been so much worse when Formula One is there, because it's coming. I mean, billions of dollars are going to be flowing through Vegas. Wow. I also heard that they tried to hack the uh, the the slot machines to make them not work. And we're unsuccessful in that, and that's why they they ended up saying, okay, we're just going to hack the network. Wow. Patrick Crispin is our guest. That's a crazy story. We're going to get back to talking about computers and technology after our news update on WGN. I want to share with the class uh, the way they can find out where Patrick is and what he's doing. It's Linktree. 
But that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Patrick Crispin. And if you go to that site, you will see all the places that Patrick hangs out. Uh, X, formerly Twitter, Threads, Post.News, Blue Sky, LinkedIn. And one of the things I wanted to get to is formerly T2, Pebble. This was kind of a, an interesting thing that happened this week when uh, T2 said, okay, we've been fooling around with that, but here's where we really wanted to go. We're now Pebble. You want to explain this to the class? Yeah, and I'm not quite sure the, 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 the background. You're actually you're, the, you're more the T2 user than I am. The idea is they want to send a ripple throughout the social media network, and they've changed their name from T2 to Pebble. There are a lot of new social media sites out there, and I think this is one of their ways to get a lot of attention. What have you What have you discovered on this? I, I kind of like it. I I think out of all of them, uh, it is probably the most. Uh, how do I want to say this? Gentle, conversational, <laughs> compared with the, uh, uh, the the stuff you see on X, formerly Twitter, and. Uh, yeah. Threads can be a little bit confrontational, but yeah. I, th- Threads is becoming my go-to in place of Twitter website right now because they're, they're see- really expanding and getting a lot of, uh, of yes. news information sites. If you want to see Threads get ugly, just look for White Sox. You can yes. see some ugly. <laughs> I mean, I was like, wait, what? what? And can I just say, as far as Pebble's concerned, I get the whole business of a pebble causing a ripple. Again, stupid name. I do not I understand agree. who these people are coming <laughs> up with names. And I think it's kind of fun. T2 is basically just a placeholder. Yeah, which yes. I, I thought was a cool name. Stick with T2. But, I thought it was a cute idea. I will tell you that the one that we haven't talked about yet, because it's so hard to get on, is Blue Sky. Yes. Blue Sky I, Social. Um, I am proud to say I'm actually on Blue Sky. I'm checking it out. Uh, a lot of the people who are on law Twitter, in other words, the lawyers who I follow a lot and, and were really big during the uh, in, in the last couple of years and then kind of left after Elon kind of went crazy and red-pilled over on, on Twitter. Um, they're over there, and it's, you know, nice seeing Popat, Ken White, and Akiba Cohen, and some of the other people who I follow, and I'm impressed with Blue Sky. I, again, getting into it is impossible. You have to have know, know somebody who gives you a, an invitation. I got a friend to give me an invitation a couple of days ago, and I'm impressed with it, but I can't recommend it yet because you can't get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm now on the blue sky waiting list, but who knows how long that's going to take. I was on for months. <laughs> but but I, I want to use this to spin off into something. Talking about changing technology, we had a, uh, a text from an 847 area code uh, talking about uh, we used to talk about the Fab Five, and that was years and years ago. What do we now recommend? And for those of you who don't know what the heck the uh, Fab Five was, it was basically five different things we recommended you do at least once a week to make sure that your computer is being uh, kept up to date, is uh, is healthy and not being uh, hacked and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we had five different things. Uh, But what has that morphed into 
instead of the the Fab Five, well, update your virus definitions. You don't have to do that anymore. Right. Behind the scenes, run Windows Update or software update. We kind of sort of need to do that. I'll talk about that in a second. These are the old ones you don't have to do anymore. One that I thought is actually kind of funny that. Uh, You've forgotten how to do this, but it, we we were on the air a long time ago. Uh, run scan disk or disk mm-hmm. first aid. Yeah, which you don't have to. <laughs> no, we also talked about it was important at the time. And again, this is really good when you had spinning disks and old versions of Windows to run disk defragmenter. Don't have yes. to do that anymore. anymore. It's automatic. And the other one we we told you to do the fifth thing was to back up your data. Um, the five things I really recommend you do, do, and they still really are five. One, you absolutely need to make sure that you are updating your operating system, be it Windows or Mac OS, you're getting the latest service packs and patches. You're updating your browser. Your web browser needs mm-hmm. to be updated. That's almost always automatic in the background, so you don't have to worry about that. And your other major software on your computer, you need to cup, keep up to date. Now, that's the hardest part to do it. What you can do is, on the programs you use a lot, you can basically go into one of the windows at the top and just check for updates. Because that's actually one of the ways that a lot of, lot of computers are infected is through holes in software that's been patched, but you just don't have the patch in you know that software. It's Microsoft Word, Microsoft Updater is automatically going to get it for you. Um, but if it's some bizarre, obscure software program, you really need to make sure you're getting the update. The program itself should tell you if there's an update available. So that's number one. Keep your basically update, update, update. Make sure everything on your computer is the latest version. The next thing is need an antivirus. Um, if you have a Windows box, Windows Defender is good enough. You do not need to go out and buy an antivirus anymore. Windows Defender shipping with Windows, perfect. It works. There are commercial programs out there that are a little better, but not enough to warrant the money. Um, if you have a Mac, get something. I, I can't recommend any particular Mac program for antivirus. They're all pretty good, uh, but you need an antivirus on a Mac. Anybody who tells you you don't is lying to you. Hmm. The other thing is check with your employer. Most employers might actually give you an antivirus for home, a home version of whatever your corporate antivirus is, because they want your computers at home, because you're probably working from home or doing work from home on your on your personal computer. They want your computer protected because it protects them. Mm-hmm. So check with them and see if they've got an antivirus that they can give you for free. So first thing is keep your keep everything updated. Second thing is have an, have an antivirus. Um, you really need to have helper apps with your web browser that's like a password manager. You need to have something like EFS Privacy Badger. Um, if you can do an anti, so, some sort of ad blocking software, um, I use uBlock Origin, but some sort of ad blocking for your browser. And I do recommend using Firefox because Firefox has an extra thing in there to protect you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Having helper apps on your browser. Uh, last two are really, really simple. Backup, backup, backup. Have a copy of everything. In fact, three copies of everything. Um, last thing is practice safe surf, which is don't do stupid things. Don't go to web pages you don't know about. Don't download programs if you don't know what they are. If it, if it sounds too good to be true, 
it's too good to be true. You know how to keep your computer safe. Yeah. You know, as as long as you're on your, uh, on top of your, on, on your, on your game, you're okay. You talk about making sure that you're up to date. There's one program that I use, and I like it a lot. It's uh, called uh, Patch My PC. And basically, it's free. You download it, and periodically, at least once a week, I run it, and basically it looks and says, oh, there's a new version of Firefox. There's a new version of this. There's whatever. And I usually wind up doing it myself, or you can tell it, okay, you handle all this, and it updates everything. It's a really good free program. It's just Patch My PC. Yep. And I found out one thing. I solved a problem that we have been trying to solve for a long time. When I would try to turn off our computer, either the desktop or the laptop, it would never shut off completely the first time. It would always wind up rebooting, and I'd have to, okay, fine, let's do it again. Well, today, I I have no idea why I decided to do this, but after I had shut down all the programs, I clicked on the the Show the Hidden Icons in the the right, the lower right-hand corner of the, uh, the Windows PCs, and I saw that there was a program that I didn't know was running. It's super anti-spyware. And I turned that one off, exited it, and I was able to completely shut down the computer. So I would suggest click on Show Hidden Icons to make sure that there isn't something running in the background that you don't know is running. That's a good point. It's, it's always a good idea. If you can't figure out why your computer isn't allowing you to restart to see if something's what we call a terminated and stay resident program, something is kind of running in the background all the time, and your little tray in the bottom right-hand corner, if you're in the back in the top right-hand corner, um, will show you all the apps that are running in your computer, and you might have to close down a couple of them before your computer's going to allow you to shut itself down. Patrick, I want to share a little, a little story about something that... Uh, Johnny and I went through earlier this week, and I think a lot of people can can relate to this because if you buy a new car, there are so many technological advancements that are now part of this thing with four wheels, or sometimes more than four wheels, and a lot of people get very intimidated by it. We had uh, an update to the car, the, the newer car that we have, and we hadn't uh, driven it for a while, and we had it on a trickle charge just to keep the battery uh, working and everything. Well, this update apparently changed some settings <laughs> that we had. <laughs> so we contacted the dealer, and... The, our salesperson said, oh, okay, well, I don't know how to do that. I think you're going to have to bring this in. So we talked to the people at the service department, and they said, yeah, you're going to have to bring it in. We're going to have to download a new update. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll get you a loaner car because it's going to take eight hours for that update. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I have no idea why Johnny and I did this, but we just decided, you know, Let's just take it for a ride and see what we can discover. So we're driving. With Google in my hand. 
and and Johnny yeah. is is uh, <laughs> doing some Google stuff, and then when she would get some information, we'd pull over, and I would get into ultimately I got into some of the menus and ultimately some of the sub menus long story short about a half hour drive find out in the sub menus something had been changed by the update I changed it back we solved the problem <laughs> so in a half hour not eight hours yeah yeah so so th- I bring that up because if you are at all reasonably familiar with how windows or macs work and you know how to kind of look around and say okay well let me get into the submenu do some of that stuff with your new car and chances are you'll a you'll find out a lot of stuff you probably didn't know you could do you're not getting under the hood you are kind of getting under the hood of the hard drive and and tweaking right. some things but but do it. You're you're not going to break it. Just no. look around. We'll tell you. You will. Dis- you'll discover as you play around in the infotainment center of automobiles that the people who design automobile software, <laughs> particularly the infotainment center, are one incompetent and two drunk. Because it is some of the worst yes. software you've ever seen in your world. It's like. Are you kidding me? And, and it, it, it doesn't matter what uh, brand of automobile you're talking about. This is universal. It's terrible. <laughs> you're dealing with that, too, with your car. And, and, and I say to Steve so often, why? Well, no, I'm asking for the impossible. I was going to say, why don't they give you classes when you buy a car? Because yeah. you're going to pay probably more than $35,000. You think someone could take you to the, you know, off to the back of the parking lot and say, for the next hour, we're going to show you how yeah. this works. Because well, I, I'm sure. Sh- why don't they just call up Apple and say, Apple, I'm willing to license yes. your software Come and design an infotainment center for us, not just CarPlay, but actually the entire soup to nuts. And you guys are the user experience people. Take care of that. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing yeah. that. It's just terrible. Well, I want to sneak in this uh, a comment question from a listener at uh, 312-981-7200. Uh, speaking of Apple, uh, Patrick, uh, tell iPhone users not to assume that it will update their iOS and their apps automatically. Mine is set to do that, and I found I still have to yeah. initiate both types of updates. I told a friend who insisted his iPhone self-automated, and he checked and responded, whoa, hey, it requires Wi-Fi, which means meant he hadn't updated in two years since <laughs> yep. he first bought the phone. You need, you need to go to general and go to software and check the software version. If you have the latest version of Mac, uh, Apple OS, uh, the Mac OS or the iOS, uh, there was a uh, zero-day exploit that was released and a patch has been released. You need to update it. If you have an Apple Watch, you need to remember that you cannot do the update unless your watch is on the charger. And you need to then open up your your phone, go into general software update, and push the update there. It's always, always, always good, going back to our weekly Fab Five, to manually check for the updates. Make sure that the updates are there. Don't just assume the updates are going to be automatic. Apple kind of pushes them out, 
but it's a good idea to get them, As particularly if it's a big update, because Apple's going to sit there and say, this is a big update. You're going to be down for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to do it? I'll try it again tonight, but you can actually force it. No, update it right now. All right, we've just got a minute left, and this also has to do with phones. Uh, the listener says, Patrick, can you tell me if a, a cell phone is no longer in use, if it's no longer live, it's no longer associated with a carrier, do I still own that phone number? I'm not sure why this is important, but he wants to know if that's his phone number. There is. Uh, for the, the phone, you might own because of the contract um, if, you, if you paid for it. The phone number, if it's not being used, it goes back in the pool, mm-hmm. and you can lose your phone number. So unless you're paying for it, unless it's continually being used, unless you've told your carrier, no, I want to keep this number, and they're going to charge you for it, you could technically lose your number if, you, if you've abandoned it. Okay. Again, I was kind of curious. I wanted to write back and say, why? Why do you need that phone number? But not my business. Well, again, the time goes by way too fast. You've got 15 miles under your belt. You're going to sleep well tonight, right? I am going to soak my feet in Epsom salt and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we will be posting the uh, the new Fab Five yeah, on yeah. our blog. Uh, we'll have that and, and some other things. Thank you for that, too, because people all Often will say to us, "Well, what am I, I? I'm not doing stuff. You guys used to tell me how to do things. Well, now you know you have to do things. It, and and it doesn't do. it doesn't matter if it's Windows, if it's Mac, whatever. You need yep. to be proactive. Yes. Yep. yep. All right. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Talk to you. Thank again. you, Patrick. Bye bye now. That's Patrick Crispin, and uh, he'll be back with us uh, two weeks from now, about uh, every other week. Patrick joins us. Uh, next week, by the way, we've had some people asking, and yes, Tom Appel will be joining yes, us next will. week, and we'll talk about some cars. And I want to give a shout-out to Mike and Lois, who are listening to us in the High Plain area of Asiago, Italy. Oh, hi, so, Mike and Lois. Good morning. Yeah. A lot more coming up. Stay with us. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. You're used to hearing shiny, happy people from R.E.M., but that wasn't R.E.M. No, but it's delightful. I and love it. It's it's crazy how perfect it is for, it really is. for this person who, um, in his heyday, had a sound much like that. Yeah, it, it could have been one of the hits for the group he was associated with. Back in 1965, 66? Roughly. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time 60, ago. Yeah, 66. Uh, well, their TV they, show was in 66. In 66, yeah. Yeah. We are, of course, talking about the monkeys. Mm-hmm. And you just heard Mickey Dolan's doing Shiny Happy People, the REM I song. I absolutely love it. And it is so perfect. And him. he's got an album of this music coming out on November 3rd. It's an EP. It's going to have, a, I want to say, four songs mm-hmm. on it. And produced by Monkey Mike Nesmith's son, Christian Nesmith, which is also pretty cool. And I love everything about it. I, I, it's as good as any monkey's song, and it also makes you realize how much a part of the monkey's sound he was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, 
I, I would love, and hopefully we'll get to talk to him because I'd love to mm. find out how he chose that music and that particular song, which is such a great fit, and to release that one first. And there's a oh, the video. I love the video because it's his home movies. Yeah, when he was a kid with his sister. And it's edited beautifully. In fact, you pointed out there's one point where he's playing guitar, and he's probably and it's right in tempo with the the song. Yeah, he's ten or eleven years old, and it's a mm-hmm. home movie. And uh, yeah, you said, look, look, it's in tempo. It's just really fun. He's coming out with the EP, and he's also coming out with a new book too. Yep, yep. Um, still touring. It was in Chicago not long ago. I'm sorry we missed him. Uh, in Monkey dumb, he was not my favorite monkey. <laughs> so I, you know, never went out of my who, way. Who was your favorite? Were you well, Davey. a uh, Davy? Okay. Yeah. And if I was hard pressed, and everybody said, "Oh, Davy's already been taken," I would take Peter. <laughs> but and, Mike and is, see the the guitar player in me always meant for went with uh, Mike, Mike Nesmith. Yeah, Mike Nesmith. Um, but I'm sorry we didn't see him when he came through because mm-hmm. I guess I I was not giving him the credit that was due him. I just did a show in L.A. and some of my friends were at that show uh, last night and loved it and said he did the song and apparently uh, Shiny Happy People is getting some airplay out in L.A. So as it should, that's cool. Um, I just 1966 is when they were on television. But, but you never think of. Of R.E.M. being compatible with the feel of, of the, the monkeys. monkeys' music. Yeah. And yet one of the things, and I think a lot of the monkeys addressed this, separate from the songs that they did write, because they did ultimately wind up writing a few songs, mm-hmm. but their initial songs were written by some of the best writers who came out of the Brill Building. Mm-hmm. So that they were being fed by NBC. Uh, okay, we want real good material. We want this to be a television version of A Hard Day's Night, the Beatles right. movie. And so we want you to have the best possible material. So they had access well, to all these great songs the story also goes that uh the show the television show only lasted two seasons because they wanted to stretch even more right and nbc wanted them to stay within that mm-hmm. framework of it's a um um a teeny bopper version of hard day's night right. and they they didn't want to do that of course it was my favorite tv show 1966 <laughs> That, Dark Shadows. Oh, a show that uh, debuted on this date in 1964 was also a favorite of mine. The Munsters. Then there were, and that was up against the Adams Family. Yeah. The Adams Family was. Um, see. I, I was more of an Adams Family person. Well, yeah. Because. Adams Family was much quirkier. Quirkier. And, and the Adams Family kind of went back to its roots in. I want to say the Saturday Evening Post. Yes. Was that? Was it the New Yorker? And who was the original artist uh, for the Adams Charles, Family? Um, oh yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, Charles. But I just, mm. I just had a revelation. So the Adams Family were the Beatles, and the Monsters were the Monkeys. Okay. It works. Actually, yeah, that does work. <laughs> yeah. 
because. That's a very good comparison. <laughs> so I was all about the monkeys <laughs> and um, the monsters, and the cool kids are all about the Adams Family and the Beatles. <laughs> It's crazy, though, to think. And, and once again, there's going to be another remake of The Munsters, and The, the Addams yeah. Family was already redone. Uh, I just hope that this writer's strike gets settled so we can get new television. <laughs> Although there is one show that we have started watching. Oh, my watching. gosh. It's on... Oh, uh, Julian, take note. If you don't watch anything else on television, you have to watch this show. This is on The CW. It's called The Swarm. Oh, boy, is it good. It's terrifying. I believe it's only a six or eight episode show. You can probably catch up with the the first two. Uh, And it deals basically with climate change and the impact climate change is having on creatures that inhabit the sea or just uh, other creatures. They don't hit you over the head with with the whole message of climate change. They just are, are... it's like a horror movie because the things that are happening in the ocean and one scientist said in the episode we saw uh, the second episode scientists said we know so much more about space than we do do about the ocean yeah and things are bad things are happening in the ocean the the production values on this are so well done and it's It's got a bunch of people quality that um that you won't know which adds to the documentary yeah. feel of it because you 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 really buy into it. Made in Germany, mm-hmm. um, I love the fact that the, they. What was the the figure on uh, most the, ex- the cost? Of most this. expensive show that Germany's ever made for television. Yeah. Most expensive. The, the production values at, are wonderful. It, I mean, this is big screen movie, movie material. Yeah. Uh, it airs on uh, first run episodes on Tuesday night. And I, guess, I believe there may be a Sunday night rerun on Channel 26 of the episode we just saw. It ended up on Channel 26 of the CW because of the writer's strike. There just wasn't new material. So they were able to get their hands on this show. This is such it's quality programming. So, and so I good. love the fact there was a segment uh, in the second episode that took place in France. So instead of having people speaking with fake French accents, these are really French people speaking. Yeah. And we saw subtitles. And it's, and it's you know, closed yeah. caps and subtitles. You can so, deal with okay. that. It added to the authenticity of it. Oh, my gosh, it's terrifying. Julian, I get the feeling you're, you're looking it up even as we speak. I am indeed. I see 40 million euros was the budget. Yeah, well, I did. Okay, the, what does that translate to in 40 million euros equals what in in dollars? Uh, I, I looked it up the other day. I'm going to say close to 50? Uh, no, it's almost one to one. One euro oh, equals really? 1.07 dollars. That's okay. a lot of money for a TV show. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, I, uh, it's absolutely worth yeah, your time. We cannot recommend it enough. I'm just sorry that um, it's already into the third episode. Try to find those first two, stream it or whatever yeah. it takes because, whoo. You said 26, right? Yep. Channel 26. And again, I'm pretty sure that they rerun Tuesday night's episode on Sunday night. So you'd probably yeah. be able to catch up on the uh, the second episode. Well, to, to close my review of the show, my Fitbit indicates my heart rate changes while I'm watching the yeah. show. My heart rate peaked at 102 
when we were at the okay. climax of the episode. I, I'm going to give you a spoiler. The end of the very first episode, these people are out on a whale watching uh, boat. It's a whale watching boat. And all of a sudden, this giant orca, orca whale who is ticked, all of a sudden you see him rising out above the boat and coming down and smashing the boat in two. And there goes my heart He's rate. not a happy camper. It's so well done. I, I'm Seriously, now I'm up to 90. That's my heart rate right now. Okay. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> we'll take a break. I'm going to get my heart back in sync. Uh, you're on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. We are celebrating the autumnal equinox, mm-hmm. and we're looking around for some uh, some fall-slash-September songs, and we stumbled on this. And you're wondering, who is that? Because it's an odd version of September in the Rain. It's a very odd version that was from a an audition session that was a very unsuccessful audition when the Beatles, pre-Ringo, auditioned for Decca Records, and they didn't make the audition. Decca didn't like them. And you know what? I like the song. It makes me smile. But I don't think I would have hired them based on that. And that was Paul McCartney singing lead on that. Yeah. And you could hear even then, you can see that Paul had a little more of a... uh, uh, a a straight pop sensibility mm-hmm. than John Lennon did, and then George Harrison did. So, so Paul was, you know, he was more steeped in the Great American Songbook, right, right. And just what a cool half hour, a monkey. And the Beatles got played. Ooh, and, in the and, same half hour. And speaking of the Beatles and Paul. Another cool thing, hmm. and I haven't heard it, but I oh yes, I posted a link on my my personal Facebook page. The new Rolling Stones album that is coming out, I want to say in about three weeks. Mm-hmm. There is one cut on the new Rolling Stones album that has Paul McCartney playing bass with the Rolling Stones. Well, they needed a little help. I mean, that in itself is going to make this album a a historic album. And that album is, remember we talked about the title when they first announced Well, we, we played the, uh, yeah. the one song, Angry, that has already been released. Yeah, which is good. And oh, it, Hackney it's, Diamonds. Hackney Diamonds, yes. yes. Uh, and... Yeah, they needed help, so they they called in a favor from Paul. (laughs) A listener from 708 Area Code said, Miss the name of the German series on Channel 26. Can you please repeat it? Dankeschön. Um, You looked it up, right, Julian? Actually, the the name of the series that will be on Channel 26, uh, it is airing on Channel 26, is called The Swarm. Right. And he looked up the, um, the episodes that are coming up. Right. It's going to be rerun tonight, I think, Sunday night at 8 o'clock, Channel 26? Correct. Sunday at 8, A Swarm, Episode 2. Right. On CW26. Well, so then your, st- your assignment is try to find Episode 1, which I think is available, I don't know, on Peacock or streaming someplace. 
Yeah, if you find it, you know, shout out, okay, Julian? Because he said he was looking for it, too. Even though we gave away one of the... the you've got to see that moment yourself. When the yeah. orca rises up out of the ocean and smashes down on a boat, it's... it's see, there goes my heart again. <laughs> and it's so well done. It. How do I phrase this? There's not a lot of blood and gore. It's more the terror of, oh, good grief. What Look we, at this orca whale. He's yeah. so big, and he's now cutting the and boat in half. The underlying message of what, what are we doing? We, yeah. And yeah. are we doing something about this? Again, you're not going to hit you over the head with the whole business of climate change, but that's the message. We, yeah. we may have screwed things up so bad that there's this this ice worm that is something that has never been seen before mm-hmm. but now it's taking over the ocean floor <laughs> boy people are going to be signing up to watch this one by the time yeah. we're done with it <laughs> oh yeah i need to see a little light entertainment so that's sunday night eight o'clock on channel 26 the schwar- the swarm the swarm <laughs> <laughs> and again that that's one of the shows that you're seeing because of the writer's strike and the actor's yes. strike and maybe over though maybe over very right, well, so a little correction here okay. uh, so the swarm is actually available on cw.com oh all right so you can see it there too i believe only there well no we're watching no, we're it. watching it on channel, channel 26. 26 really yeah yes. or maybe maybe if you want to watch maybe the only reruns. in your house it's only available <laughs> on you, you could probably catch it there maybe the the rebroadcast yes on, okay okay <laughs> okay. A little, a little voice went into my ear and told me that it's on CW.com. Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break. Come back. Guess what comes up in the next half hour? Oh, I'm not telling you. Stick around. You'll find out here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. Neil Young, Harvest Moon, mm. as we celebrate the autumnal equinox. And that is one of the songs that you will find on our uh, blog, and uh, we will, well, you won't find it right now, but uh, in a day or so when we put together a list of all the songs that we used as bumps, and one of the things we try to do is we try to find versions of those songs that we link to that have really good videos, and you're going to love, if you haven't seen it, you're going to love the Neil Young video, Mm. and... Don't forget to check out steveandjohnny.wordpress.com. That's steveandjohnny.wordpress.com, and that's where our blog is. So the Harvest Moon mm-hmm. will be September 29th, okay. a Friday night. That's the first full moon of fall in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's next week. Oh, it's, it is next week. Yeah. I blinked and September is just boom, it's gone, just like that. But here's where it gets interesting. Have you heard about the Ring of Fire solar eclipse? The way things have gone this year, I'm afraid <laughs> to hear of the Ring of Fire solar eclipse. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that I want to go there. No. Pardon me, I had to whine for a moment. North America is living through a golden age of solar eclipses. Now, you know, we've, we've already had a, like a total solar eclipse, yeah. and so we got another one coming up. But a total solar eclipse of the heart. Yes. Uh, Bonnie, Ty- Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Tyler, yeah. Um, hey, 
we do this all the time, all the time in conversation. Over we the just, breakfast table. We go just... off on tangents about some song. Uh, we've got a dress rehearsal coming up of an, a, a big solar eclipse. It's called a ring of fire. But the planets are going to be practicing? Is that what? <laughs> what? Oh, this, is, this is the setup for the, the biggie in 24. Okay. Uh, this is going to be visible from within a 125-mile wide path through the United States, including many of the national parks. In fact, I checked and many national parks are already booked up for this event. People hmm. want to be there so they can see this ring of fire. Uh, it's going to be um, kind of a partial eclipse. Cost like- so, so you want to be in the national park because there's less lights from the city to yes. interfere yes. with your visibility? And solar eclipse glasses will, be, uh, will have to be worn, despite what some presidents think, but you would need to wear your glasses. Um, outside the path of this partial solar eclipse... I guess there's going to be some other phenomena going on that's going to look like there's a ring of fire in the sky. I don't know if they write about this in Revelations, but I think they probably, there's probably Hmm. some verse in Revelations about the ring of fire, because it just sounds really spooky. Um, You look perplexed by this whole no, I'm. I'm just. Are you scared? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I've got Johnny in uh, June singing. The ring of yeah, yeah. I yeah, I understand that. Uh, but th- that's supposed to be a very big deal. So we've got the harvest moon coming up next week, and then we get ready for the the ring of fire eclipse, which is a dress rehearsal for the big solar eclipse that comes in 2024. Mm-hmm. And it burns, burns, burns. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear a Muppet singing that in my head. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> why? What kind of medication have you been on? <laughs> it's been very, very good to me. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's always in this hour. <laughs> no. Always in this hour. It either wears off or it kicks in yes. in this segment of the show. <clears throat> Let's get serious. <laughs> well, I should remind uh, everybody that next week, um, theoretically, we'll be starting about 9.30. Yes. Because next week there is a Hawks game. Yes, it's hockey time again. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that just last week? <laughs> so, so you go from hockey pucks to us. So, <laughs> which it works, yes. yeah. I and go ahead. Uh, theoretically, next week, uh, Max Armstrong is yes, going to join us. Yes, how he's ironic. got a new book out. And I just opened up my Facebook page, and my memories for this day, this very day, this day, September twenty fourth, thirty years ago, thirty. We were on stage. Your pictures of us on stage at Pumpkin Fest, and there is Max and Spike with us, Roger Treemstra. And was that the show where Sven Gulli came out of retirement? I think so. We got stormy weather. On. I can, I should post these pictures too, because these are wonderful from yeah. thirty years ago today. Gobert's Pumpkin Farm. And I, I just popped into my head somewhere we have audio of uh stormy weather was out there yes i brought my guitar and stormy weather uh, along together with, with we did um 
No, but uh, Stormy Weather was nice enough to back me on Drip Drop, the Dion song. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Uh, it, it looks, we're dressed like it was really cold. We're it layered was, up. As I rec- Because we had to be out there. I recall driving out there, and it was cold. Yeah. That was that the one where Larry Schreiner, did he come driving in on the... Uh, in the, the bucket of the, uh, the big front loader? Yeah. I don't know. It's all a blur. That was 30 years ago. These pictures are wonderful, though, and we had such a big crowd of people that came out. And that, for those of you who don't know, we would do a uh, a food drive at, at Gobert's Gobert Pumpkin, Pumpkin Farm, Farm, which is and still there. And that's where we first met the WGN kid, Neil Shroka. Yep. Who, at that point, was a mini kid. 12, and, and 13, he, yeah. Later went on to be one of the members of our cyber squad mm-hmm. and subsequently went on to be in charge of um, uh, cyber security for the Obama White House. Mm-hmm. I can't believe these pictures are so great. There you are with a puppet. Oh, yeah. You've got witchy. Yeah, that, that's witchy. <laughs> I know. Somewhere in the house, the next thing you're going to say to me is, where There's is she? Witchy and her cousin. Yes. <laughs> Johnny keeps hiding things on I me. I don't hide things I from I have a collection you. of puppets. Very, They're in very a bag cool. somewhere. I know it, it concerns you that they're, they're yeah. crying to get out of that yeah. bag. Especially around Halloween. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Already. I, did, the, I just saw the lights flicker. Yeah. So and that I, noise and, I hear? And, and I'm hearing in the uh, that, The Zamboni. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So that means it's getting time to get out of here. So we got to get ready for last call. So if you would want, would like to be our last caller and maybe win something from our prize list, 312-981-7200. That number again, 312-981-7200. And you can try to be our last caller. Well, you can be our Maybe last. ever. <laughs> So, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred, and we and, just uh, we just chew the just fat randomly for, yeah, a couple minutes you know. and um, just find out what's happening in your world. And yeah, assuming we don't get run over by the zamboni, <laughs> I know that's he's, always a possibility. He's aggressive tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, last calls coming up. Stay with us at WGN. You don't have to go home. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you really do. But you can't stay here. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Ain't going to happen. <sighs> and, and and again, for those of you who are asking, no, we are never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> going to play all of that. So if you want to look it up, just look up the closing song by Red Peters. Don't play it while your kids are anywhere near within five miles of your house oh, stop it <laughs> well they hear it all the time on the playground well, but uh, you don't it, it's an earworm it will get stuck in your head and the yeah. other day we were driving along and and you said yep <laughs> I, st- I started singing. singing the song yep, <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> closing time <laughs> so okay T- time for the last call and uh um, i get to choose sure because i was sick last week yeah, that's right. <laughs> for that sure. reason we weren't here yeah so i'm going to choose two as our last caller tonight 
And two would be uh, Randy. Hi, Randy. Randy? Hello? Yes, hello. Hey, hi, hello, Randy. Randy. Where are you calling from, Randy? I'm calling from Racine, Wisconsin. All right. Well, you are last caller tonight. Why are you up at this Whoa. hour? Uh, well, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm in assisted living, and I don't sleep well. So mm-hmm. I listen to the radio late at night and Good. do Sudoku and other things like that. And mm-hmm. Listen in to you guys often and well, called in several times. Never made it. All right. Well, well, we're great. glad you made it. Uh, before you went to assisted living, uh, what did you do? Uh, well, I was a machinist for years. And then for a long time, I had my own business uh, pruning and taking down trees. Oh, really? Oh, yes. my gosh. I just talked to a neighbor who is going to be paying $3,000 to have the tree taken down in her front yard. 3000 Does that sound reasonable? like it was a big one. Yeah. It uh, it's, depends it's, on how big it was yeah. or what's around it, how close it is to, you know, the building yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and in fact, I'm not questioning. The, the. It just seemed like an awful lot of money. She said, look, if it falls on my neighbor's house, it's going to be a lot more than $3,000. Yeah. That's all I know. So yes. it's got to get rid of it. Yeah, it's like yeah, well, it cost us a lot to be in business with the I insurance bet. we had to pay and everything. Oh so. my gosh, yeah, that's the, hard work. Yeah, I would imagine. Fun, I would imagine your insurance had to be through the roof because if if you accidentally cause a tree to go on somebody's house, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah, I never, I never had an accident, but I had two million dollars coverage, so Ooh. it was expensive to pay for that. Wow. So. Wow. But a lot of fun. I loved every minute of it. Did uh, you? wore me out. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I was, I, what's to say, if you love your job, you you know, you, you don't work it. Yeah. That's the saying. See, that's part yeah. of my memory. <laughs> you know, if you love your work, you never work a day in your life. That's and I right. can't remember the saying. Well, what, what made you love that? What What made you decide you wanted to do that? I started climbing my dad's tree on his land up north was about an 80 or 90 foot tall pie tree when i started about 10 years old and from then on i loved climbing and it just one weekend i helped an elderly friend trim all the trees in his yard and it just started out part-time and then went full-time and i just fell in love with climbing wow i bet you could write a good book i don't know it would be interesting (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I for some reason i get the feeling you've got stories to tell well my favorite is on my shirt it said uh, uh randy uh and then below it said branch manager oh that's cute <laughs> <laughs> very cool it's like our friend of uh, fran tate who we've talked about many times on the radio she had a company up in alaska where uh, she basically they didn't have any plumbing system in this town barrow alaska and so she established the elephant pot plumbing company and her shirt was much more colorful than that all about Taking it out and yeah, putting it in and, and taking, taking it, out. it out. Yes, but he told the story. Yes. Well, it's nice yeah, I to imagine. It's nice to meet you, Randy, and I'm glad that you tune into the radio. And I'm proud to say that you're going to be wearing one of our WGN Radio T-shirts, our retro T-shirts. 
were you were you with us the last time around when we were doing all nights regularly for 27 years? Were you stopping by back then? I don't. I've been listening only for a short while, maybe a month or two, oh. to your different shows. Oh, great! I well, just found you one night, you know, uh-huh. um, scrolling through the radio. Well, that's I'm you know, so happy you did. I'm glad yeah. you found us because we were here for 27 years doing the all night show, and we had many, many people who, over the years, said, you know, you, you made being up at night bearable. Um, many times uh, we had people that were walking with their new babies or sitting with an ailing relative or spouse. And that, that's why uh, it's by design that uh, obviously if there is a serious heavy news story that breaks out, yeah, we're going to be all over it. But we realize there are a lot of people up for uh, any of a number of reasons and many of them by themselves. And we try to keep it a little lighter. And uh, that that is that's by design at this hour of the morning. So well, your show is enjoyable, and I like it when you talk about the different things. Well, thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. And you're also going to get your very own weather station from American Weathermakers, and 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 that is kind of a collectible. So watch it closely where you're living. Okay, you don't want it to walk away. So hold on for that's a second. What, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> all right, you got it. Hold on for a couple of seconds, Randy. We'll get uh, all of your personal information. So yeah, hold on. Well, I'm, I'm glad Randy called. And, what, what an interesting guy. And I've got to say that sometimes we assume that people have been with us all these years. Yeah. And look, there's Randy. He just stumbled across us over the past few months, and now he's tuning in, and we do appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, we were here for all those years. And yes, to answer a question from another listener, we are married. Yep. <laughs> we're not just living together. Much to the chagrin of, of years ago, when WGN was owned by the Tribune Company, uh, company. Um, much to the chagrin of one of the higher-ups uh, who was driving in one morning and heard us talking about uh, I was having a popsicle and Johnny was having something else in bed. And the, this person driving in said, what? They're in bed together? And, and called up the general manager and said, those people on the radio were talking about being in bed together. you got to fire them. And he said, no, they're married. And, and if you want them fired, you do it. I'm yeah. not going to do it. <laughs> So thank you for sticking up for us, Dan. We do, you know. <laughs> that was Dan Fabian. The rest is history. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, Max Armstrong will be joining us, mm-hmm. and got a brand new book. Uh, a, a terrific new book, and also Tom Appel. We're going to talk about some cars and uh, and some other things. And maybe this strike will be behind us. Uh, my money is on no is going to be here for a little while longer. Yeah, sadly, I think you're probably going to be right. Uh, Don't forget to check out our uh, Facebook page, and that is facebook.com slash Steve and Johnny Show. Are you going to put those other pictures up there? Yes, yes, yes. I'm putting the pictures from Gobert's Pumpkin Farm up right now. And don't laugh at my hair. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'll go ahead and laugh. Sorry. (laughs) It was all business in the front and party in the back. And uh, in about uh, the next 24 hours at some point, uh, check out our blog, stevenjohnny.wordpress.com. That's where you'll find a link to the podcast and uh, to the the bumps that we used throughout the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah. Our thanks to uh, Ron and Gabe over in the newsroom, and our thanks to Julian on the other side of the glass. It's nice to have you back. 
And our thanks to Bob, the keeper of the big plug and the driver of the Zamboni.